Well, welcome Reach Life family to our first ever Reach Life vlog. Um, I want to let you know that I missed seeing you guys yesterday at our normal Sunday gathering and it's really amazing what can happen in a week's time. It never entered my mind last Sunday after we had finished the service, after we locked up, that the next week we would not be gathering because of all that is transpiring in our world and in our nation because of the coronavirus. Um, but Proverbs 16:9 reminds us that the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And last week, as we were getting near the end of the week, Terry and I got together to talk about what we should do. And originally, we thought that we would be able to get together as a church family, but the more information we got, the more we realized that there was a lot of information that we don't have. So we made the decision that the most faithful and the most wise and the most loving thing for us to do for our church body and for our community would be to go ahead and cancel, be, would be to cancel the services on Sunday. And so, um, you know, I don't know how much more personal interaction we're going to be having in the upcoming days and maybe even weeks, I'm not sure, but I want to make sure that we are communicating well. Fortunately, fortunately we have, um, what's this stuff called? Technology that we can communicate with each other. And uh, that's what we, we plan to do in the upcoming days and weeks. And you know, I've been really reminded of how quickly our lives can be turned upside down. Our kingdoms can be turned upside down literally in a day. And I also want to remind us though that the trials and tribulations that we are facing, these are not the first ones that we've had, that we've faced, and these will not be the last ones that we face. In John 16, 33, Jesus, our Lord, he says, in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So Jesus is telling this, he wrote this or spoke this 2000 years ago. He said, in this world in which we live, you're going to have tribulations. You're going to have trials. And those are the things that we have seen. But as disciples, of Jesus. If we if you are a disciple of Jesus, we can take heart knowing that our king has overcome. He is already by the cross when he died on the cross for us and rose from the dead. He has overcome this world. And so, you know, what I want to talk about for the next few minutes is the coronavirus in light of Jesus and in light of him being our Lord. I want to I want to talk about the coronavirus and how it is going to be affecting the rhythms of Reach Life Church in the upcoming days and the, the near foreseeable future. And I want to begin that by addressing how we are to respond to this epidemic, how we are to respond during this season. And what are some unacceptable responses? The first unacceptable response is anxiety. The second is apathy. And the third is annoyance. Now, anxiety, you might feel anxious about this. You might feel fear because you have questions and going through your mind. Am I going to get sick and die? Now, most people that I'm talking to are not afraid that they're going to get 
that they're going to die. They may get sick, but they believe they're going to recover. The majority of people that I've talked to in our church are not afraid of this. But here's the one that could be causing you anxiety. How is this going to affect our economy? Now, that's the one that most of us can be fearful about. How is it going to affect me? How is it going to affect my family? How is it going to affect my lifestyle? The second one, apathy. Now, I've got to confess something. When I first, when all this uh, talk about coronavirus broke out, initially, I wasn't anxious. I wasn't scared. And I thought that I was walking in faith. But as I've gotten closer to the, the situation, the Lord has shown me that it, it, it isn't that I was walking in faith, but rather I was walking in apathy because basically this, this uh, coronavirus was not affecting me. That is not a uh, Christ-centered response. And the last one is annoyance. In other words, this is a nuisance for me uh, in my day-to-day. It keeps me from getting to do what I want to do. So these, these are three responses anxiety, apathy, and annoyance that are opposed to the Gospels. And as disciples of Jesus, we want to be a people that are not walking in anxiety, apathy, and annoyance, but rather in faith, wisdom, and love. And when we're walking in faith, Christ is ruling in our hearts. It it kills the anxiety. It, It puts to death the apathy. It puts to death the annoyance. And it frees us to love. And that is to think about the least of these, those who are the most vulnerable right now during this coronavirus, like the elderly and like those who have weaker immune systems. And it also, when we are walking in the gospel, it gives us grace to walk in wisdom. And now listen, this is what I want to talk about when when it comes to wisdom. For some reason in the Christian community, there are sometimes we have, there are disciples that are walking around thinking that they need to walk by faith, but not necessarily by wisdom. It's like they think they have this uh, shield that kind of goes down in front of them and is going to protect them from anything because they're walking in faith. But you know what? If there is a hurricane that is coming near your house, you need to walk in wisdom and evacuate. If there is a fire that is burning down your apartment complex, what do you need to do? You need to get out of there. And if there is a coronavirus... Number one, you need to wash your hands. Number two, you need to be wise. You and I need to be wise in our social contact. And number three, and this is the one, if you're taking notes, you need to write this down. Number three, you need to buy lots of toilet paper. All right, I have a couple of questions that I want to answer. And the first one is this. Why did Reach Life Church cancel Sunday gathering? Is it A, that we were forsaking our assembling together. We've actually had some people ask that question. Not, it's actually not people that are within our congregation, but some people on the outside have asked that question. And the answer is absolutely not. We have plans to reconvene when things clear up. Is it B, because we're full of fear and panic? Actually, the answer again is no. We want to Uh, walk in wisdom. We want to be faithful. We want to walk in love and we want to have a healthy, respectful caution as we're moving forward. Is it C? Because the government is persecuting us. Um, Again, the answer is no. This is 
a voluntary action on the part of the church. And, and another thing is that the government is not zeroing in on churches. They are making this mandate or this suggestion. It might be a mandate now, but they were making this suggestion of anyone that, meet, that has a church or a gathering of a hundred or more. They were suggesting this. It might be a mandate now. And even if it is a mandate now, this is something that because it does not go against scripture, we would be able to submit to. So it is not because the government is persecuting us. Well, how about D? We did it because we saw it to be the most faithful and wisest and loving decision that we can make as disciples of Jesus. And I would say, yes, this is the reason that we canceled our Sunday gathering because we want to make sure that we are walking faithfully, wisely, and in love. And I want to talk about a term that is being used called social distancing. Social distancing is when we walk wisely with people and have as little uh, interaction right now with people so that we don't spread the virus. You know, in nations like China and Italy, where the virus was not initially taken seriously, it has spread in epidemic proportions and it has caused them to have to quarantine large sections of the country. And you know, I would rather be at home in my own home healthy than to be quarantined in a hospital and sick because I decided that I, I didn't have to walk in wisdom. And I was reading an article that was, um, that was published by Dr. Asaph Bitten on March 13. And I wanted to share that with everybody. It says this, what I can clearly say is that what we do or don't do over the next week will have a massive impact on the local and perhaps national trajectory of coronavirus. We are only about 11 days behind Italy and generally on track to repeat what is unfortunately happening there and throughout much of the rest of Europe very soon. At this point, containment through contact tracing and increased testing is only part of the necessary strategy. And then listen to this. He says, we must move to pandemic mitigation through widespread, uncomfortable and comprehensive social distancing. That means not only shutting down schools, work as much as possible, group gatherings and public events, but also making daily choices to stay away from each other as much as possible to what he says and what has been said a lot, flatten the curve below. So I want to show a picture of that. Um, what he's talking about here is that there is, uh, if there is this line right here, and that's how much our healthcare system can, uh, I guess, I don't even know if the word is comfortably support, but it's, this, is, this is the capacity here. And what he's saying here is that if we don't deal with this, if we don't deal with it like China and Italy, this is what the curve looks like. It goes above the line of what the health care system can actually take care of. And if we don't deal with this in a wise way, our health system will not be able to handle the projected numbers of individuals who will need medical attention. And so the spread of this virus has the potential of crashing our healthcare system. And I know that none of us want that to happen. And again, I want to remind us, we do not want to be walking in anxiety 
apathy or annoyance, but rather in faith, wisdom, and love. And I want to share some scripture with us when we're talking about walking in faith. You know, back in Matthew 6, Jesus is uh, preaching the Sermon on the Mount. You know, Jesus begins to point his disciples to birds and to lilies of the field. And he says, you know what? My father feeds the birds and they don't toil. They don't, they don't gather into barns. And he says, he also clothes the lilies of the field. And he says, which one's more important, you or birds and, and lilies? And the answer is clearly, we are. And then he goes on to say in Matthew 6, verse 31, because you're more valuable, therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the Gentiles or this world seeks after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I think what we need to be reminded during this time is that we have a heavenly father and we've talked about this in our teaching series on prayer. We have a father in heaven who loves us, who cares about us. And so Jesus is wanting to remind us that we can go to our Heavenly Father. We can trust Him during times of testing, during times of trial. We know that He knows what we need. And what He says is to, to don't worry about the economy. And, and I want to talk to those of us who are worried about the economy. He says, do not worry about those things. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. In other words, I think... Part of what he's saying is seek first to have Jesus rule in your heart. Trust in Christ. Trust in God. He says if we will do that, if we will seek his righteousness and the kingdom of God, then everything that we need is going to be added to us. So let's walk in faith and let's walk in wisdom. James 3 verse 13 and 17 say this, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Wisdom is going to produce in us deeds of humility. Verse 17 says, The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peaceable, loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. If we walk in faith and if we walk in wisdom, we are going to be a productive and a fruitful people, a, a disciples who produce fruit during a famine. So we want to walk in faith, we want to walk in wisdom, and lastly we want to walk in love. 1 John 4.10 says, This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's the gospel. The father loved us. How did he love us? By sacrificing. It cost him something. He loved us by sacrificing his son for us. And you know, if we're going to love right now in this world, that means we're going to have to sacrifice as Jesus sacrificed. But it says this in verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love 
one another. In other words, if we are going to walk in faith, wisdom, and love, we've got to understand that this is going to require us to sacrifice just as Christ has sacrificed for us. Another question that I want to answer today is this. Will we cancel more gatherings? And you know, the, the current situation right now is pretty fluid. It changes from moment to moment. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. So for right now, for this week, this upcoming week, we are planning to suspend all Reach Life sanctioned gatherings. That includes uh, this Monday night's Men of the Word, and it also includes our missional community groups that meet throughout the week. Now, that's for this week. We don't know exactly what's going to happen in the upcoming weeks, and we haven't yet made a call on this Sunday's gathering. But as things continue to progress, we're going to continue to assess things, and as we get information, we're going to do our best to, do, uh, to communicate well with the congregation. Another question that I want to answer is, when are, are things going to return to normal? That's a great question. I don't know. But I got a question. If that's your question, my question to you is, what is normal? Because Jesus says, again, I want to go back to John 16, verse 33. He says, in this world, you will have tribulation. He says, as long as you live in this world, you're going to have some kind of tribulation. Also in James 1, verse 2 and 3, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And then he goes, Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. In other words, what I have discovered about our God is that He is faithful. Our God is faithful to bring about perseverance in us. And the way that He does that is He allows trials to come into our life. So He's very faithful. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. So once we get past this tribulation, guess what? God is faithful and He's going to have another one waiting for us. So it's not like we just want to get past this one. We want to go through this one in faith, in wisdom, and in love. That's how we want to walk as, a, as individual disciples of Jesus, and that's how we want to walk as disciples, uh, a church congregation. Now, in closing, um, I want to encourage us not to waste this season. So I've got a few things I just want to share. While you are, while we are walking through this period, I want to encourage you. You might have a, uh, you might have more downtime than you've had in a long time. And here's what I want to encourage you: Don't waste this season. So I want to encourage you: Spend this time with your family. This is a great time to slow down and spend time with your family. Spend time being still. We are in a culture where it is difficult to um, find time to be still. Well, I think God's giving that to us. I want to encourage you also to put away your phone, turn off the computer, get into the Word, spend time in the Word of God. And also, you know, we've been talking about growing in prayer. This is a great time to grow in your prayer closet. And as you pray, there's a couple things that, that I want to ask that you would pray for. Number one, pray for yourself. Number two, pray for your family. Then pray for our church family. And if you 
Listen, if you're a covenant member at Reach Life Church and you would like a list of the names of our members, I'm not going to give out phone numbers and emails at this time, but if you want a, a list of who our covenant members are so you can be praying for them, I want to encourage you to go to care at reachlifechurch.org and ask for that list. And also, if you have prayer requests, you can go to that same uh, email address and put those in. And Steve Linhart will be looking at those and we will be praying over those. Also, if you want to be on the prayer team who is praying for these prayer requests, go to that same email address and let us know that you want to be a part of that prayer team. Another thing that, that we want you to pray for is pray for our city that we live in and pray for our leaders as they are seeking to make wise decisions. God works in the minds and the hearts of the leaders of a city. And so we want to pray that God would continue to give them wisdom. And lastly, I want us to pray for opportunities to share and to live out the gospel in tangible ways. And that as we are living out the gospel, we are, we are reflecting and we are demonstrating the glory of Christ in the midst of a trial. Right now, in us, Jesus is on display. And the way that we operate is the way that the world is going to see Jesus. And we don't want to, to miss this opportunity. And I just want to close by saying that I know that we're going through a season that is, you know, it's, it's one that none of us that I know of have ever gone through. And so we're going to be learning. There's, there's a great possibility that we're going to be making mistakes and we're going to need to have grace and mercy towards each other. But as we move forward, if, if we will continue to grow in faith and in wisdom and in love with each other, I know that we're going to go through in a way that brings glory to God. And so what I want to do is just close. Since we didn't get together on Sunday morning, I want to close with the same doxology that I have used over the past three and a half years. It's from Hebrews 13, verse 20. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant. May he equip you this week with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.